Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com, and I'm here with Peggy Pether. Peggy is an expert in stones and crystals. She's an energy healer and a longtime student of metaphysics. Oh, thank you, Linda. Peggy, you've been involved with stones for a long, long time. How did you get involved? How did you create that spark of interest with stones? It started when I was a little girl. My dad was very interested in the energies of stones. So he used to teach me when I was a little girl. He would pick up a stone and tell me what energy he felt or what energy he felt the stone had. And he would explain it to me. So I grew up with my dad uh, believing in metaphysical powers of stones and energies of stones. Oh, I think that's fantastic, Peggy. So for any of the listeners that don't know how to work with stones, could you give us some tips on how they can actually connect with the energy of a rock, a crystal, or a stone? I feel that you would pick your stone you would intuitively pick your own stone. There's different types. Most of the types that we're introduced with at first are clear quartz, amethyst, and rose quartz. Those are the three stones that we are normally introduced with. And once you find a stone that you connect with, you would hold it in your hand even bring it to your heart. And just think in your mind that you want to connect with this crystal and just let the energy flow between you and the crystal. And so there's a kind of energetic resonance that, that happens, like you're actually able to feel, depending on the stone, maybe peacefulness or some other quality, whatever quality that stone is offering you? Yes. And I have people that picked up a stone, not knowing the reason why they picked it up. And then I've talked to them and let them read from a crystal book. And they look so surprised. They say, this is exactly what I need. They're definitely powerful allies that you can use in your life for many things, including developing intuition, healing, relationship. You mentioned before we started recording about using them to connect with the earth. And I'd love if you could share a little bit about that. Well, you know, we can connect through crystals with the earth and with, you know, other people, with humanity. As you know, all technology is mineral-based. Like there are minerals in your cell phone, in your computer. It's a good transporter of energy. Well, you can do that yourself just by holding the crystal and having an intent in mind what you want to say you want to improve the environment or you want to become closer to people, have a closer connection with someone. By holding the crystal and putting that intention in mind and just not really meditating on it, but thinking on it, just just pondering on it. It helps you uh, extend that out. And it's amazing what comes back to you. 
you know, it's amazing the energies that come back to you. It may take a little time, but they are so positive. Oh, that's lovely. So would you recommend using a crystal from the quartz family, whether that's clear quartz, the amethyst, or the rose quartz for that kind of work with a crystal? Yeah, the quartz crystal, the clear quartz crystal, that would be the best quartz crystal to use and to start with. I think if you're just beginning with crystals, it is one of the most amazing crystals and it connects with all the other crystals. Amethyst, normally, if you're stressed, if you have a lot of stress, amethyst is the one you want to use. Now, using amethyst with even quartz or other crystals, it enhances the power of the crystals. It helps enhance a quartz or a rose quartz or any other crystal that you use it with. But quartz crystal is the main crystal that I would suggest you start out with when you're just beginning. And what about cleansing crystals? A lot of people think that, you know, you go through the ritual of washing them and putting them in salt and letting them sit in the sun and move to recharge them. <clears throat> Basically, I found out through time that if you just wash your crystal and if you just hold it in your hand and put a positive intent into it, that cleanses it and that recharges it. And you can always tell if your crystal needs to be cleansed because I find when my crystals need to be cleansed, when they've taken on energy that, that they're taking off of you or off of other people, they become a little sticky. They feel a little sticky. So that's when you would, would wash them. And sometimes with me, if I hold it in my hand, I get these little prickly feelings in my hand and that means that needs to be cleansed. But Very cleansing is just washing them, Linda. I know some people do a lot of uh, very elaborate rituals to cleanse their mm -hmm. crystals, and maybe it doesn't have to be that complicated. I don't think so. I don't think so, because especially when you're the only one that's working with the crystal, when you're the only one that's holding the crystal, and it's your personal crystal. You know, I had a really interesting experience with a Lemurian seed crystal. It was probably... I don't know, maybe three inches long. And I was using it for healing on myself and I placed it on my body. And after, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, it actually started to hurt. Oh, you're kidding. So oh. I took the crystal off and I didn't cleanse it right away. And the next day I went back and it was broken in two pieces. It had taken on energy that you had taken on from somebody else. And yes, I was so surprised that I know Lemurian seed crystals are quite powerful. I can't, I'm pretty sensitive energetically, so I can't <laughs> leave them on me too long. It was just really interesting that it actually broke in half. Oh, that's amazing. That just took on a lot of negative energy and just uh, the crystal did the work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have two little ones. That's okay. It was a teaching for me, though. Mm -hmm. This happened many, many years ago. It was a teaching for me. I've always actually been really drawn to the quartz crystals, especially the clear ones. 
I don't mm-hmm. know why that is. I mean, there's so many beautiful, beautiful stones. And you know, I have a ton of mm-hmm. stones and crystals, but uh, there's just something for me that's really kind of magical about the clear ones, that the earth actually creates something so beautiful. Well, you know, Linda, I think you're a powerful healer, and I think quartz crystal is a powerful crystal, and it meets and matches your power, and that's why you're so attracted to it. Well, thank you for that, Peggy. Thank you. (laughs) So what else would you like to share with our listeners about the amazing possibilities with our stone and crystal friends? Well, my favorite crystal is the Herkimer Diamond. Herkimer Herkimer Quartz, and I love it because I, you know, have had uh, people come up to me that have felt very unhappy and very disorientated, and that's what I suggest to them is a Herkimer, and I will give them a little Herkimer, and so many times they come back to me and tell me how it's changed their life, how they feel happy when they hold it. One girl was having nightmares, and I, I gave her a Herkimer, and her nightmares stopped. Her dreams turned positive. She kept it under her pillow. So I think Herkimers are very powerful. They're good for meditation, and it's, it's a good connection. It's, it gives you a good, happy sense of protection, the Herkimer, I think. And it's a beautiful stone because it's so sparkly. Mm-hmm. It's called a diamond for a reason, right? That's, that's right. That's right. I like them better than diamonds. (laughs) I have a beautiful little uh, cluster right here. I don't know if you can see it. It's part white and and part clear crystal. Oh, it's beautiful. uh, Yeah, it's gorgeous. I I just think the earth is an amazing, amazing place. And the way it has created so many gems and treasures and the fact that they hold energy and we can use them for our own healing, intuitive uh, growth, soul development is really amazing. I'm wondering if there's a particular stone that you might recommend for intuition development? Uh, For intuition, the amethyst is a good one, a really good stone to help you with intuition. And also, I think that aquamarine is another one that is good for intuition. And Sugilite would probably be another one good for intuition. The purple stones are really good for the third eye. And aquamarine is good for the third eye because it's a nice clear stone and it gives you clear vision. Nice. And now you can meditate with it or hold it. What do you think about putting a stone, say, in your pocket and carrying it to work with you or around your daily activities? I usually do. You put an intent into that stone before you go out into the day. Say you want to have um, a peaceful, good day at work. You would put that intent into the stone. Or a safe drive, you would put that into the stone. I know sometimes I I carry a a lipidolite with me, which is a purple stone, a light purple stone. And I have anxieties driving, and it helps me with my anxieties. And my daughter has anxieties driving. I made her a bracelet, and she is said it helps her so much. So yeah, each stone has their certain purpose and certain certain use. 
I have actually a whole pile of stones here in front of me. One of those stones that I've only recently actually heard of over the last couple of years comes from uh, Russia and it protects you from EMF. So I like to have it between me and the computer. And I'm no, just, is that Shungite? It's Shungite, yes. Because we're bombarded by EMFs all the time. Oh, I know. Right? Another stone that helps with that, Linda, is selenite. If you put a small stick of selenite near your computer, that helps as well. Yeah, I uh, have a lot of people that get selenite from me for that purpose. Perfect. You've had so many years of wisdom working with the stones. I'm, I'm curious if they ever communicate to you. Like you put intent in, but have you ever received any kind of, I don't know, message or guidance, particularly from a stone? All the time. All the time, when I hold on to a crystal, if I'm wondering about something or I have a question and I hold on to Herkimer, which is my favorite, I usually get an answer deep within and know what I have to do. And normally it's right, Linda. Yes, they do speak. And I have crystals in a cabinet um, in my bedroom and I hear them crackling <laughs> in the night. Like they communicate to each other, I think, you know? That's fascinating. It wouldn't surprise me, you know. Just the other day, I was watching a video of a woman who used sound equipment and put sensors on sunflowers and recorded this beautiful music that the sunflowers were making that was inaudible to the human ear. Mm-hmm wouldn't surprise me at all if the stones did that too. Oh, yes. Yes, I think you could probably do the same with crystals and you would hear a lot of amazing things. I have one question that a lot of people ask me all the time. People have a number of crystals. They've heard that you can't put these two crystals together. Well, yes, you can. You can put your crystals together. They work well together. They work with each other. They don't work against each other. So it's okay to carry like several different types in your pocket or have several different types in the same bag. I would think that as well, because out in nature, when they're discovered, they're often mixed with other stones. They are. Some of the, some of the crystals have maybe 23 different kinds of minerals in them. Orolite is one. It has, it's a form of amethyst and it has 23 different types of minerals in it. And our computers, our cell phones, have 40 different types of minerals in them that are helping them transport messages. So what do you think about Moldavite? Moldavite is amazing. It takes you to a whole new level. But I have found that it is so powerful sometimes to some people that they cannot even hold it in their hand. Some people just cannot work with Moldavite. It is a very powerful stone that take, can take you to other dimensions. For those listeners who've never heard of Moldavite, it is actually a meteor. So it's not formed here in the earth. 
and uh, it can be quite powerful in transformation mm -hmm. if that's a stone like like Peggy says that calls to you yes and it's only found in one place in the world and that's the Molda River in Czechoslovakia yeah only one place in the world it is very very light Moldavite is getting more and more expensive all the time, so it's getting harder and harder to find. You know, they're they're depleting it. So, yeah. and even the big pieces, it's hard to find the big pieces anymore. Uh, there's another one. It's uh, Libyan tektite, and it's also what flashes off a, a meteorite, and it's found in the Libyan desert. It's very milder than Moldavite. It's a yellow color, very light. And it's milder than Moldavite, but it takes you on a gentle journey, the Libyan tactite, rather than an intense journey like the Moldavite. How do you feel about the Moldavite working with it, Linda? Uh, for me, I only use it when I'm going through times of, what I say, radical transformation. Mm -hmm. It seems to speed up the process. Oh, good. Yeah, Labradorite does that for me. Oh, I love Labradorite. It's one of my favorite it, stones, too. It's so it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, gorgeous. But Labradorite takes you through. How I explain it is that it takes you through intense changes. And they might not feel so good at the time, but it ends up being very good in the end. They do what they can for you to get you through transitions. And where you need to be. That's right. Yeah. Well, Peggy, I've really enjoyed my conversation with you today. You know how much I love stones and crystals and gems. I know how much you do as well. So thank you again for being our guest on Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. It's been such a pleasure working with you today and speaking to you. Wonderful. And uh, we'll see you again soon with another episode. Bye for now.